You have financial goals. You have life challenges. You have a goal that you have not yet achieved. There's mountains in your way. How are you going to move those mountains? The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. We are in chapter 11, the mystery of sex transmutation and this is the 10th step towards riches. So it is a full step and we are going to dive in here. If you've missed the lead up to this, I would highly recommend going back and listening to the last, oh, seven to 14 days where we've really been leading up to this concept. When So, so now let's go into the next thing that Hill says. He says, when lifted to this higher level of thought through any form of mind stimulation, and if you're just dropping into this episode without listening to the previous ones, we are talking about how the desire for sex is a mind stimulant. There are other mind stimulants that we went through as well. This is one of the main drivers that gets us uh, thinking at a higher level. So he says, when lifted to this higher level of thought through any form of mind stimulation, an individual occupies relatively the same position as one who has ascended in an airplane to a height from which he may see over and beyond the horizon, which limits his vision while on the ground. It's, it's a way of seeing clearly of having that clear path ahead of having that open expanse. It's like when, when you go to a higher level of awareness, which raising your level of vibration does, and we raise the level of vibration by raising our, by, by stimulating our thought. And we have these different ways of stimulating our thought. Our desire for sex is one of them. Okay. So having clarified that, that loop, why do we want to be at a higher level of awareness? Well, you see different opportunities, you see solutions, you are not encumbered by the day-to-day limitations that you are accustomed to, that you're habituated to, that you are in, quite frankly. You need to step out of that and step to a higher level. And this is one way that you raise your level of awareness. So how are you gonna do that today? How are you going to step out of your day to day and really get to that next level of awareness, get out of the valleys, get out of the encumbered circumstances and go to someplace new. And you can do this by raising your level of thinking through creative imagination. And you do that by stimulating your thoughts. Okay. What are you going to do right now to do that? What are you going to think about. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill says, the creative faculty becomes more alert and receptive to vibrations 
originating outside the individual subconscious mind, the more this faculty is used, you must use it, okay? It must be used to grow. And the more the individual relies upon it, so it's not this thing that you don't use and rely upon. You must start trusting the information that you get when you use this faculty, the creative faculty. You must start trusting it. And how do you trust it? You take action based on it and you get a result and you triangulate that and you go, oh, look, that worked. That was the truth. That was where my path was leading. That's why that made sense. And you keep doing that. So he says, the more this faculty is used and the more the individual relies upon it and makes demands upon it for thought impulses. Okay. So you must make a demand upon it. So this means you get to a higher level of vibration. You go up in that airplane, right? You, you use everything that we've spoken of up until this point, you, you go up in that airplane in your mind's eye, right? And you're, you're using your creative imagination. You get to that place, you get an answer. Okay. You're using it. You get an answer. You're acting on it. You're relying upon it. Okay. And then the next time you do this, you go up there and you demand the answer. You demand not in a belligerent way, but in a I know it's here for me. It's right here. And you, you open to receiving it and you receive it. Okay. But you must use it. You must rely upon it and you must continually demand the response. So he then goes on to say this faculty can be cultivated and developed only through use. Just like everything, you must act, you must take action on these things. This is so critical, so important, and you must make it a habit and you must stay accountable to it. If you don't, nothing changes. It's one of those things that you tried once. That doesn't work. Maybe you try it once, twice when you feel like it. No, it must become the habitual way that you live and that you work. So how are you going to do this for yourself? How are you going to set yourself up for success so that you're using your creative imagination habitually. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez. Let's get started. So in the last episode, we talked about how you must make a demand. You must ask for the answer. You must create a habit of setting yourself up to use your creative imagination and ask for the answer. Hill gives several examples of this. He says, there is a great orator who does not attain to greatness until he closes his eyes and begins to rely entirely upon the faculty of creative imagination. When asked why he closed his eyes just before the climaxes of his oratory, he replied, I do it because then I speak through ideas which come to me from within. So he's making a demand. He's creating a habit, creating space to, to call in these genius ideas, these genius concepts. 
Another example that Hill gives is this. One of America's most successful and best-known financiers followed the habit of closing his eyes for two or three minutes before making a decision. When asked why he did this, he replied, with my eyes closed, I am able to draw upon a source of superior intelligence. He gets out of his way. He, he, he taps in to that, that higher sense, that higher knowledge. He does that through letting go of the lower vibration and moving into the higher vibration. Another example, the late Dr. Elmer R. Gates of Chevy Chase, Maryland, created more than 200 useful patents, many of them basic, through the process of cultivating and using the creative faculty. His method is both significant and interesting to one interested in attaining to the status of genius in which category Dr. Gates unquestionably belonged. Dr. Gates was one of the really great, though less publicized scientists of the world. In his laboratory, he had what he called his, quote, personal communication room. It was practically soundproof and so arranged that all light could be shut out. It was equipped with a small table on which he kept a pad of writing paper. In front of the table on the wall was an electric push button, which controlled the lights. When Dr. Gates desired to draw upon the forces available to him through his creative imagination, he would go into the room, seat himself at the table, shut off the lights, and concentrate upon the known factors of invention on one which he was working, remaining in that position until ideas began to flash into his mind in connection with the unknown factors of the invention. So a few things here. He left the world of distraction. He created a distraction-free place. In fact, all three of these examples show that to, to, to some extent, right? Closing your eyes for a moment, getting rid of the distractions, becoming a clear channel for the divine to work through you as you. You must set yourself up for that. Some, sometimes people do it through meditation. That's fine too. This inventor did it through a soundproof room. And Hill goes on to say, on one occasion, ideas came through so fast that he was forced to write for almost three hours. When the thoughts stopped flowing and he examined his notes, he found they contained a minute description of the principles which had not a parallel among the known data of the scientific world. So this is where the ideas come from. And I find that this is true, that there are times where it's just pouring out of you, but you have to create the habit of allowing space for that and demanding it, asking the question. So how are you going to do that for you? How are you going to do that for yourself today and every day? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, next up, Hill says, the reasoning faculty is often faulty because it is largely guided by one's accumulated experience. Not all knowledge which one accumulates through experience is accurate. We are just going to pause there and really go deep here. Think about this. There is so much experience from which you have made meaning that is not accurate any longer. It may have been accurate in that context long ago 
when you were a child, or maybe it never was, you, you might hold that as a possibility for yourself, that it never was, that you just misinterpreted things. So what am I talking about here? Let's talk about things like asking for a sale, asking for something that you want. You might have been taught through experience that it wasn't okay to ask for what you want. Maybe your parents did ha- didn't have the money or the time to give it to you. So then you made it mean that it was not okay to ask people for what you wanted, like a sale. Or maybe you thought, maybe you had an experience of someone selling something to you and being manipulative. And you have that experience and you're like, I don't want to be manipulative like that. So I don't want to sell. But that's basing your decision on an experience that may not be the truth. Maybe it's true that you don't want to be manipulative, but then you've based your your livelihood on the fact that you're unwilling to do something that actually is the mechanism that moves money from one person to another. There's always a sale. So you're caught there. Your reasoning is not accurate there. Accurate reasoning would say, I have a product or service that helps people and that selling is of service to help someone. I can do it in a way that is for life, for people. But your experience may not show that. And if you base your actions solely on past experience, you end up getting trapped. Let's use a different example. Let's use the example of, you know, it's important to be humble. Now, how does that work in business and your career? Now, I get it. You don't want to be the person who is a bore to listen to. Okay, who's always talking about themselves and isn't considerate of other people. And you may have experienced that, or maybe you were just taught not to be so big. You know, in Australia, they have a uh, concept, the tall poppy concept, like don't be bigger than anyone else. Well, that is a, a suppression of your unique expression in this world. You are a genius in some area that is your purpose. And if you listen to those messages, those experiences from the past where you were, you were knocked down, cut down, don't be so big, you'll never go forth and express yourself. And that's a bastardization of your more life directive. And so if you base your reasoning on what to do next based on past experience, you will be stuck. Let's say you got your heart broken previously. That's a past experience. Is it reasonable to say then never to love again? No, that cuts you off from one of the most magnificent, powerful experiences, feelings in this world. Why would you do that? But oftentimes we are stuck reasoning from past experiences. And here Hill is saying that you can get out of that by accessing your creative faculty. He says, ideas received through the creative faculty are much more reliable for the reason that they come from sources more more reliable than that which are available to the reasoning faculty mind, which bases its reasoning generally on past experience. So how are you going to escape the old trap? 
Well, you need to use a variety of tools, one of which is your creative faculty. There are other tools like learning from mentors or putting yourself in uh, different environments where you are called to grow in different ways and you force yourself to have different experiences or learning from other people's experiences and recognizing that you're doing it differently than they are, but they're getting the success that you want. These are all ways, but here, Hill is asking you to use your creative faculty to step out of the limitation of basing your reasoning on past experiences. How are you gonna do that today? Think about that. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So Hill goes on to say, for example, the scientific inventor or genius begins an invention by organizing and combining the known ideas or principles accumulated through experience, through the synthetic faculty, the reasoning faculty. So reason is important, okay? In the last episode, we, we talked about how reason might be limited by experience, but you, you don't want to throw out all experience, all reason, okay? You start with that. He says, if he finds this accumulated knowledge to be insufficient for the completion of his invention, he then draws upon the sources of knowledge available to him through his creative faculty. The method by which he does varies with the individual, but this is the sum and substance of his procedure. So before we get to the procedure, just to break it down, first you start with your accumulated knowledge, your, your experience. What would you do based on that? Okay, that's the reasoning factor. Then, if you haven't solved the challenge in front of you, here he's talking about inventions, but you have business challenges, you have financial goals, you have life challenges, you have a goal that you have not yet achieved. There's, there's mountains in your way. How are you going to move those mountains? Okay, first you start with your accumulated knowledge and you do some reasoning. Maybe you solve the problem that way, great. If not, it's time to use your creative faculty and you're gonna take these two steps. First, he stimulates his mind so that it vibrates on a higher than average plane using one or more of the 10 mind stimulants of some other or some other stimulant of his choice. So go back and listen to the episode where we talk about the 10 mind stimulants so that you know what those are. The second step is he concentrates upon the known factors, the finished part of his invention. So you want to start with the end in mind. What's the goal? What's the end look like? Get super clear about that. You can build that clarity as you go, but you should know to some degree what the end in is. What does that look like for right now? So for instance, you might have a financial goal. Are you clear about that? Maybe it's a lifestyle goal. Are you clear about that? Will it grow over time? Yes, but for right now, you have a goal. Maybe it's writing a screenplay. Maybe it's getting that screenplay made into a movie. Maybe it's winning the Oscar. What is your end goal? You have to be clear about that. Start with your end in mind, that, that finished image. So you start with that and 
He says he concentrates upon the known factors, the finished part of his invention and creates in his mind a perfect picture of unknown factors, the unfinished part of his invention. So you're not leaving the unknown pieces unaddressed. You're saying, I don't know this, 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 and this. He holds this picture in his mind until it has been taken over by the subconscious mind, which is connected as a one mind to all the minds in this universe, to the universal intelligence that exists, to all the energy that is. And then relaxes by clearing his mind of all thought and waits for his answer to flash into his mind. Now, this is really important, clearing your mind of all thought. So often people have difficulty in doing this because they are consumed by their worries, their doubts, their fears, by their guilts, by their shames, by their ruminations, by the things that they haven't forgiven. You must clear your mind. You must become an open channel for the divine to work through you and as you. So think about all of this today. How are you you know, what is the known factors, you know, the, the end goal that you want? What are the unknown factors? What are you missing? There's probably a bit of a how-to that you're missing. And then are you becoming a clear channel for the divine to work through you? How would you do that? This is one of the things that's super important to learn and master. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So Hill goes on to say, sometimes the results are both definite and immediate. This is about uh, when you tap into infinite intelligence, when you go through this process that he has just described. If you missed that, uh, go back to the previous episode and listen to that. Okay. Sometimes the results are both definite and immediate. At other times, the results are negative depending upon the state of development of the sixth, excuse me, the state of development of the sixth sense or creative faculty. And again, he's put sixth sense in quotes because it's not an actual sense. It is a mental faculty. He says, Mr. Edison tried out more than 10,000 different combinations of ideas through the synthetic faculty of his imagination before he tuned in through the creative faculty and got the answer which perfected the incandescent light. His experience was similar when he produced the talking machine. So there's a couple things here. One, persistence. You have to be persistent with this. Through persistence, you develop this ability. Through persistence, you will know the difference between using your synthetic faculty and your creative faculty. You must put it to the test. You cannot quit. This was a thousand, 10,000, excuse me, 10,000 different combinations of ideas before he landed on the one and he got there through truly tuning in. Now, did he not try to tune in previously? I bet he did. He had to keep working at tapping in to creative intelligence, that, that tapping into his creative faculty, using his creative faculty and tapping into infinite intelligence to get at that idea. You cannot try this once and then give up. But you will find that the ideas will keep coming and coming and coming. 
And the, 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 I, I would imagine that he asked different questions as he went along, that he, he had a different picture in his mind of what the known and the unknown factors were and could give that infinite intelligence and get more precise answers back. But he wasn't asking the right question at the beginning. He needed to keep putting the right question up, making that demand again and again until he had enough knowledge to ask the right question and get the right answer back. So are you willing to be that persistent in using your creative faculty? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So this whole chapter is on this fact that the human mind responds to stimulation. This, this is the chapter on the mystery of sex transmutation. So the human mind responds to stimulation. It, it, it becomes more activated and connected to higher sources of knowledge. The the more stimulated it is because it's going to a higher level of vibration and frequency. So he goes on to say here that among the greatest and most powerful of this stimuli is the urge of sex. When harnessed and transmuted, this driving force is capable of lifting men, or in our case, women, into that higher sphere of thought, which enables them to master the sources of worry and petty annoyance, which beset their pathway on the lower plane. So it's a way around all of that. It just helps you bypass all that petty and, and quite frankly, base mundane stuff. And he then goes on to say, unfortunately, only the genii have made that discovery. Others have accepted the experience of sex urge without discovering one of its major potentialities, a fact which accounts for the great number of others as compared to the limited number of genii. So this is a potentiality. You can transmute sexual energy into your creative faculty, but you it's not an automatic. You must do something different to transmute it. It's a potentiality and like all potentialities, we all have the potential for greatness, but not everyone executes on it. Are you going to execute on this? That's the big question that's in front of you. And you've got to look at what's getting in your own way. Is it a lack of knowledge? Is it guilt and shame? Is it, it's, is it somehow misunderstanding sex to be bad or uncouth or, or something that shouldn't be talked about or shouldn't be experienced or something that you shouldn't have pleasure from or, or something that, that isn't all right for you or something that you're denying yourself. You're saying mm, that's for everyone else, but that's not for me. Or maybe you have a, you know, a sexual kink and you're saying that's bad instead of allowing yourself to experience what you desire, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Okay. So this is your task that's in front of you. Are you willing and are you capable of figuring out how to transmute your desire for sex 
Or have you suppressed it so much that you're not even looking at that? If that's the case, you're going to want to start just looking at it, working with it. Okay. And if you already have a highly developed sex nature, how are you going to transmute it? How are you going to turn it, use it to build your creative faculty? For the bonus content of this episode, let's go back to trusting your creative faculty, your creative imagination, where you can tap into all the energy that is this great power, this great resource that's there for you to tap into. And yet most people don't know how to tap into it. And if they do, they don't utilize it on a regular basis. Now, why might that be? Why might they not trust this extraordinary power that is right there for you, giving you the answers if you are open to receiving them? And I think to answer this question, we have to go back to the the idea of trust. Why might we not trust something? While we might not have experience with it, that certainly might be the case, you might never have given it a shot to, to really trust tapping into this, this creative energy and trusting the guidance that it's giving you. So that's step number one, going to it and experiencing it, building that as a, as a muscle, if you will. But then sometimes we do have the experience of it and, and it works out quite amazingly, and yet we fog out on it and we go back to our patterns because we have old habits, old patterns that are stronger than this new experience. Even if the new experience was fantastic and, you know, supported you and and blew your mind in the most magical, amazing, miraculous way, your old pattern of trusting your human senses. Well, let me say it differently because creative imagination is part of your human faculty. It's part of your mental faculty, but trusting the things that you've always trusted, uh, the, the pro con list or the, the well thought through, uh, reasoning. Now we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Those things are very useful at times, but sometimes they can limit our ability to see opportunities and options and answers. And we cut ourselves off from quite frankly, channeling all the energy that is right now here available for you, where your true power can come from and does come from that you can tap into. So most people don't trust because they're basing their go forward plan on past experience that has said it has to be a particular way. And also sometimes we base things on past experience and let's say a past experience was trusting that true voice inside that comes to you and says, this is the way forward and you do it, but you don't get the result that you want instantaneously and you make that mistake or that result that you don't want mean that you can't trust the voice versus letting it mean that you needed to take another step forward and another step forward or needed to learn that 
lesson that was in that experience in order to grow and become more. There's so much to this. And so you have to play this out for yourself and start trusting that voice, trusting that you will survive regardless of the, the immediate experience. And this requires that you have a growth mindset, that you really look at anything that you experience and ask yourself, how can I grow from this? What can I learn from this? Where can I become more? And then you start triangulating information and becoming more rather than making the experience mean that something went wrong or that you're not getting it or that it's untrustworthy. So to sum this up, we need to start practicing listening to that true voice that comes through when we're tapped into a higher level of consciousness that comes through our creative imagination and creative faculty. And when we start trusting that, we might get a variety of different results. Some might be amazing and miraculous right off, right off the bat, and some might be slightly hmm, confounding. Oh, that wasn't so great immediately. But we need to stay with persistence and look at it with a perspective of how is this helping me? How is this growing me? So that you continue to grow because it's not that the voice was telling you something that took you off course. It's taking you on course, but you might not be hearing it correctly or you might not uh, have gone far enough with it yourself. So if you keep at it, you keep flexing those muscles, you will start understanding and hearing the voice more clearly and you will start being able to trust it and use it in ever more powerful ways. Okay, with that, I'm Amira Alvarez. Rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, are you loving this material? We'd love to know. Join our Be Unstoppable Facebook group where we go live answering your questions and sharing even more material to help you step forward powerfully in your business and your life. Go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash Facebook group. When you get there, leave us a comment or ask us a question. We'd love to hear from you. See you in the group and rock it out and be unstoppable.